I think the definition of greatness is to inspire the people next to you. It's how can you inspire a person to then in turn inspire another person. And that's how you create something that I think lasts forever. That's our challenge as people, is to figure out how our story can impact others and motivate them in a way to create their own greatness. on three podcast hosted by Hans, Evan, and Lou. Welcome to the three on three podcast. I am Hans here with my boy Ev, my boy Lou, yeah. and up? you're surely here. Hans Ludor, great to see you guys. We got an early episode today for the holiday season, so we drop in an episode early for you. Hope you enjoy it. We have a lot of great content in store for you guys today, so buckle in. Let's ball up, fellas. So, the great Bill Withers once said, lean on me. When you're not strong, I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on. For it won't be long to I'm going to need somebody to lean on. Shout out to the great Bill Withers. All right. So Batman had Robin. Superboy, Superman had Superboy. Even though I think Batman really had Commissioner Gordon or even Alfred. But we're not going to go into that that universe right now. We're not going to go into the DC universe. Shaq <laughs> had Kobe. Mike had Pippin. Hopefully you see where I'm going with this. Greatness is not achieved in solitude. Nobody does it by themselves in the NBA. It's a team sport. This is not tennis. Shout out to the GOAT Serena. Hmm. We need the help of others, which brings up the topic, the greatest duos in the NBA right now. We're having this conversation in the chat. We thought it'd be great to bring it to the pod. So we were listing who we think are the top five duos right now in the NBA. And we all agreed on this number. So we agreed on four. Now, <laughs> three. we're going to talk about where we disagree. But we're going to list the four or three. I think it's four or three, depending on everybody's list, right? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Three. Depending on the list, it might be three or four. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the Pop Mamba, he's not here today. So his list may differ as well too. So I think it's three to be safe, maybe four, depending mm -hmm. on how you compare the list. So Gosh. we, most of us have Tatum and Braun on there. Most of us have Joker and Murray on there. And most of us have Giannis and Dane. Okay. So we can for sure say that those duos are on everybody else's list. Now where we differ is where the fun happens. I'm going to start with you, <laughs> my boy, Ev, as always. According to the list that we just listed out, out of those three, where does your list differ on the duos best in the league right now? So as you said, Joker and Murray, Giannis and Dame, Tatum and Brown, although begrudgingly on my point, on my part, yep, those three. Where we start to disagree is the next two that I have are LeBron and AD, 
and Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Now, we'll put that with the one that I know you guys both have on there. That is De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis. So mm-hmm. let's talk about the difference in those two. Why Fox and Sabonis weren't in my top five. Agree. Two excellent players. I think it's a trade that's been good for for both teams. You bring Sabonis over to the Kings. They develop it to a playoff team. In addition to bringing in Mike Brown, the coach, supercharged offense. You got an unselfish uh, Sabonis Second, second in the league from a, from the center position in assists per game behind the Joker. De'Aaron Fox having an all-star caliber season since he came back from injury uh, at the beginning of the season. This is probably the best that he's looked since he's been in, in the league. So you definitely have a dynamic duo right there between the two of them. My challenge, though, when you put them against the LeBron and AD, your your in-season tournament champions, or even uh, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, is just they haven't done enough yet for me to put them into that elite category. Uh, when you look at KD and Booker, we can at least look at what they've done throughout the their career in this league. Uh, KD, multiple-time champion, uh, perennial uh, all-star, all-NBA playoff player. Uh, Devin Booker led his team to an NBA Finals multiple-time all-star. You've got De'Aaron, you got De'Aaron Fox and, and Sabonis, uh, DeMontis Sabonis, both of them one or two-time all-stars. Uh, they, they've got to build their hierarchy in the West. They've got to get out of the first round for me. They've got to at least play better defensively uh, for me. I'm especially looking at DeMontis Sabonis when I'm talking the defensive <laughs> point, um, you know, in, in, from an interior standpoint, before I could put them into my top five. So I definitely see them growing as, as a duo. They're definitely up there. But when put it put juxtaposed against some more seasoned veterans that have have the have the resume and continue to ball at a high level, that's where they're just right below the cuff for me. I can definitely understand that. Lou, you know where's your list change at? Where's your list at? Look, man, you know, we can let's let's stay on 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 the three duos, you know, that we just mentioned. Uh that that differ. Sabonis of Fox, AD LeBron KD and Booker. Completely understand all the points that you're giving there, especially with them being seasoned. Uh, especially, you know, to be to be a, a considered a true, you know, duo. I think you have to consider it like, are these guys, could they stand on their own? Could they be guys that lead their team on their own? We've seen what Sabonis was able to do with um with Fox being out and injured. Let's 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 take it like this, right? What's that comment saying? What have you done for me lately? Sacramento's number four. Phoenix and, and, and Los Angeles, the Lakers, are nine and ten, respectively. Though we respect what these duos have done in the past and so on, but looking at what they've done as of late, their team isn't reflecting the greatness of that duo. And I think the, the most important thing, when you have a solid one-two punch, and you know this is why teams end up you know, breaking up stars that aren't working what is your one-two punch doing sacramento is at the, at the top half of the of the table and it doesn't look like they're going to be letting up especially for the points that you just made especially for what they're doing on the offensive end so that's why i have uh fox and sabonis above them 
another duo that I have, and we, we I mean, we'd be remiss in not mentioning these two guys, um, where we, there's an asterisk here, and we'll get into that, is, is Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey. You're seeing what the, you know, Tyrese Maxey has really stepped in uh, into the, to the driver's seat coming from, you know, mm-hmm. losing Harden, right? So this is the season that I think Maxey's been waiting for. When are you guys going to bet on me? Right, you guys brought me in. You had Simmons. Simmons didn't work out. Okay, you you gave the keys to Harden. Harden hasn't worked. Are you guys going to give me a shot? Because I think if we don't, if the Sixers don't give him a fair shake, we start seeing Maxie looking to get to get out of, out of Philadelphia. Right, we start seeing a disgruntled player. Maxie and Maxie is stepping up into a role that where he potentially could be somebody we see as a as a true star in the league. And you know, for me, be having a true like actual duo i think you really need to have two stars whether it's two guys who have already established themselves as stars in the leagues or two guys that are coming up right so but uh, you know the interesting thing about you know your your, your guys uh kd and, and booker man you know i i just i like i was going through some of my numbers right you know i was looking at these guys while i was creating my list because I really wanted to understand for 36 minutes, how many assists, right? How many field goals are being made by the by their uh their counterpart, right? Their duo. I run okay, I, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna give this to LeBron and AD. Because when we look at the top 10 duos in the league, you know, I think they fall at number nine, right? Um, and what they're able to do. And I think that may attribute more to, you know, AD's uh prowess in in, in the paint. But you know, they're averaging. 2.9 assists, right? Per 36 minutes. That's cool. You know what I mean? And field goals made by you know off assists from LeBron to AD. I think they rank, yeah, they rank about they tied for, I think uh, in in uh seventh, but you know, at 45. However, that's also split with D'Angelo Russell. So it's not just LeBron that's getting the love to AD, it's also D'Lo, right? But interestingly enough, there's another guy especially when we talk about MVP conversation, where you have Joker on the list twice, but not as the one on the receiving end, but as the guy who is the one that's doing the assisting and coming in at at number six and number eight is Joker to both KCP and Michael Porter Jr. at 2.7 assists per per 36 minutes and 3.2 assists per 36 minutes, right? Both numbers that are higher, actually, you know, uh, the number two to to KCP is higher to what LeBron and AD are doing. No knock to them at all, but we're seeing in terms of efficiency, who's really making it matter when it comes to the duo of the team. And this is why Denver is obviously higher seeded. So I think in terms of when we're looking at these duos, it's not just what they've done in their career, but what what have you done for me lately? What are you guys looking like right now? Where is your team? And are you guys winning? Facts. And I think we really have to take the duo and the impact on the team and it'll give us a clearer picture of what they're doing and how they're doing it. Because I don't think that well, we've seen it, right? We've had these discussions before where you can't just throw a bunch of stars together and, you know, hope for greatness to happen, right? There has to be some type of chemistry there. There has to be some type of basketball cohesion there in order to make these duo- these duels work. And what I find funny and and also fascinating is that each one of these duos has their own little particular context that we have to view them in to get a clearer picture. And I, I hate to beat a dead horse into the ground, but Ev, you yourself have pointed out on 
past episodes on the inconsistency of AD, or I know I have, and Lou has been critical about it as well too, in terms of where he's supposed to be playing at versus where he in fact does play at. Now, granted, I do understand and see the relevancy in the lack of experience that Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox do have, right? They have not made it far into the playoffs or the league and everything like that. But if that's the case, then we all should have had Steph and Clay on our list, and we didn't. You get what I mean? So, and they have won multiple championships, and they splash. have been been in their Splash Brothers. They have a duo nickname. Um, me, most of our me, people on yeah, our list I'll don't have a duo nick don't have a, a nickname on uh, like that as well. Too. I think we also have to we have to do that balance and just kind of see where. How are they performing right now as a duo and what's happening right now? At the end of the day, we can't discount, and the pop mom is going to come in and bite my head in, but it is what it is. We can't discount the lackluster play that the Lakers started off with, especially in the first two, first half of every game. Like, no Don't be bamboozled by that in-season tournament championship. Do not let that fog your eyes. They are not real. They are not real. I'm not doing Listen, that. put I'm some respect on the Gary, okay? Look. No, no. Well, yeah. Yeah. But no, that's not that's not we, what I'm saying. We so need to insert SpongeBob when we talk about the Gary. Right. And, and so then even and and what I also go with is KD and Booker. They haven't played together that long. And honestly, they've been brought in so for a can big we, free situation. Like so I I think we we have to dive into that. We have to dive into that a little further. Like we 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 can't just we can't just discount one side of the equation, which would be what you're saying, the legacy part of it as well, too, um, in spite of the recent success that some of the other duos, i.e. Sabonis, Fox, and I know you have other reasons which you're going to get into for Joel and Maxi as well, too. So. I, I, absolutely. So, you know, I, I'll go, I'm going to go in a few directions with, with this. So definitely not discounting the present in regards to the legacy. I'm only factoring in the present, I mean, the, the the legacy, if you're still doing it in the present. And when I say that you're still doing it in the present, I guess part of it is framing, what am I talking about when I'm talking about a duo, right? I'm talking about, okay, all everything else being equal, who am I picking, right? And so what I mean by that is is, is this. Okay, granted, Phoenix struggling somewhat this year. We would agree that their roster outside of those top three and really outside of those top two because Bill's been hurt all year, outside of those right. top two, their roster is subpar. I gave y'all my rant three weeks ago on the <laughs> Lakers roster, on my field on the Lakers roster, right? Yeah. Um, so it's not, it's not just success because if we were going off of success – our our top th- our top two duos would be Tatum and Brown and 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 Cat and I already know how y'all feel I I see your eyes when I bring up Cat huh so it's not just that right so we know that we're talking about more than just 
the the record. When we're talking about KD and Booker, I still see a KD that's near the top in the top of the league in scoring, putting up putting up numbers like he always has. I see a Devin Booker that's not only uh, balling, um, getting getting points in the in the paint, but picking up the point guard role and averaging eight point two assists a game. Right, so I, I I see a duo there that's that's balling successfully. I see a LeBron James, and my thing with LeBron James is he's playing at a great level, not at his peak, but at a great level. But he's also playing in a way that I can't definitively say that somebody else can knock him off. And AD, although, yeah, we, we're waiting for the injury to come. Sorry, Pop Mom, but we're waiting for the injury to come, the bad news to come or whatnot. <laughs> AD is off to probably his most consistent start to a season that he's had at least since they won the championship in 20, right? So what I'm mm -hmm. seeing from them right now is if this LeBron and this AD in a matchup versus uh, Fox and Sabonis in, 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 in the playoffs. Yes, but why is that not translating better... into wins, though? That, and that's what it comes down to, right? Because well, their roster's been hurt a lot. Their, their, roster's, uh, their roster's been hurt a lot. But no, yeah. they are struggling. They are struggling. I, because I give you that. I feel I you. That. All right, we'll get to the playoffs, but it's seven it. chances. It's one of you got to make it. Second, with seven chances, you have one to be might four be times. Player, one of y'all might be in, might yeah. be waiting in the playoffs. That's and then you and that's then now, so now you have one extra, and you already have age that's working against you when you're the Lakers. And let me drop one more one more thing, just because I want to test the Embiid maxi point before y'all talk about it too much, and then folks don't think I'm the biggest Embiid fan in this in in this chat. No, I was gonna throw I'm it just to saying, you. So you I got to You, you throw it to yourself. You throw it off the backboard. You ain't choose your man. You ain't choose your man. Throw it off the backboard to you myself flawed, like Chet dog. You, you ain't shout out your homie, man. So this is why. So this is why. Oh, here you go. Here you go. You know what's funny? James Harden left. James Harden left Philly and said, I'm not a system player. I'm the system, right? He but wasn't you know, on. But you know the system that I see right now? Joel, mm. the process, Embiid, is the best system in the league right now, offensively. Anywho, what I mean by that is, wow, Joel is balling. Wow. Listen, man, Joel's balling the best I've ever seen him, all right? Maxi is playing excellent. Max? Listen, Maxi's playing great. All right. 26 a game. I don't know. I got it right here. I think it's 26, 4, and 8, if I if I remember correctly. Let me I want to get it right. 26, 4, and 7, basically. Right under four assists, right under four rebounds, right under seven assists. Maxi, mm -hmm. this has been coming for for three years now. Right, where he's 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 shown glimpses of this and he's doing he's showing it full time right now that that he mm -hmm. can do this. I just need him to I just need to see him do it as the clear number two guy throughout a whole season. That's all I want. I want to see it. I want it to be locked in. Maxi is a bona fide number two. This is the chapter that we're having for the next couple years. And yeah. then yes, I'm having a conversation. Mm -hmm. Mac, Embiid and Maxi as the duo. They 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 a top three duo in my list. Once once I lock Maxi in, right at, at that once point. Once they're proven, okay. Yeah, once they're proven, I just want to see Maxi do it in this role just a little while longer, so I can have the duo talk with him. That's all. Yeah. No, I feel you. I think that's valid. I mean, I think it's. I'm not gonna say well, life ain't fair, but I I definitely see your point because you know. 
if we waiting for him to prove himself again, I'm looking at what you've done, mm-hmm. right? You from what you did last season, you showed you had flashes, and now you're doing it consistently mm-hmm. in this first third of the season. Awesome. Well, okay, now yes, I'm I'm going to say based on even though they just say what is it? Uh, past results don't guarantee future success. I'm going to project yeah. here though because if we were waiting on the other shooter drop for AD. We can at least have some faith in Maxi to be able to carry them through. Um, and I think there's so long that they they end up being a, a top four team in the East. They're definitely a bona fide. I mean, they're top three duo when it comes to the stats. You know, I mean, like, you know, third in, in field goals made by and beat assisted from Maxi. So, uh, you know, and it's good to see. I mean, a lot of these duos involve, you know, I mean, a, a, I wanna, a guard. I want to make a tangent here real quick. And I know I don't oh, rock out, rock out. This, but F. As a big Embiid fan who has been trusting the process, who has really just been all for it and rooting it in the corner, in in my inbox, just shouting out Embiid stats and letting me know, listen, man, letting me know what's going on. Are you not both happy and scared at how good he's playing? Here's what I mean by scared. Scared that he may lose his momentum towards the end of the season. Like he may wear down because one thing that has been lurking in the back of Joel's career, just like AD, well, not just like AD, but AD has the injuries, right? Mm -hmm. Joel has that durability part of it as well, too. You don't want to overuse him, even though you need him to win. You have to play him. Of course, if you're blowing out a team, you can kind of rest him, right, and not play him the fourth on on those instances. But mm-hmm. he he's a high-usage guy. He's a high-usage guy. Does that not both make you thrilled that he's putting out Wilt-like numbers but also scare you as well that he's having to do this and that it may wear down? Similar to what James Harden did in the Rockets. Remember his MVP seasons where he was putting up those numbers and then ran out of gas in the playoffs. Doesn't scare everyone. Really? I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. For the first time in Joel's career, he is free. Right? He's not... He's not... Tell me what you mean by free. What I mean by free is he's not constricted to the awkwardness of Ben Simmons' game, (laughs) to the awkwardness of Ben Simmons' situation, to the confusion of is Markel Fultz going to be there? Are we going to, are we developing him or not? Um, To the, although he didn't have an issue with it, to the uneasiness of the Jimmy Butler uh, slash Brett Brown dynamic with Ben still mixed into that. And with the constriction of uh, the, playing to appease James Harden. Um, although James Harden didn't make him an MVP, there's a certain play style involved in that. Joel Embiid has the most freedom to be himself, to be his full self. He has the best coach that he's ever had 
from an X's and O's standpoint, that's giving him the opportunities and, and, and creating an offense that moves well enough, that's putting him in position to execute from all places of the floor and a team that's deep Doc enough. Doc just caught a stray. Listen, listen, I mean, you know, check, check I know my you other, feel check my other <laughs> group chat, all right? You want to hear some Doc stories. But anywho, and a team that's deep enough and flexible enough to keep players around him at all times to allow him to be his best self at all times. And so what I, what I say about all that is I would take 75% of a season of Joel Embiid in this situation versus 100% of situations that he's been in the past because this is what, this is what you want to have for, for the best chance of having sustainability for Joel Embiid as a sixer for the rest of his career. You know what you're not hearing anymore? Was Joel Embiid going to be unhappy and go to another team and whatnot? And listen, you're talking to a Knicks fan here who would have been first in line to try to get him, okay? But <laughs> I'm so happy to see Joel free, happy, and playing mm. at the level that I've been telling y'all he he would be at for years. So that's, that's listen, I'll take this version of, of Joel for however many games I get it. And if he burns out down the end of the season... I mean, heck, we ain't made it past the second round of the playoffs anyway. So what 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 really is different, right? But you have something. This is whatever, however long this lasts, and I'm sorry, I'm being long-winded. There's excitement to build on this version of this team with this version of MB. So it sounds like you know, which I would agree with, you know, he needed no noise, no outside noise, which makes Maxi the perfect guy to come in. Uh, to be Robin, you know what I mean to Absolutely. be to be that second to, to to grow into that second that that second in the one two punch. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. I am gonna say that I have seen a different side of him, whereas he doesn't have that discontent or dejection that he normally gets when he quits on the team during the game. I, I haven't seen that. So, um, mm -hmm. except for that first, you know, game of the season and, and things of that nature. But since then, I think you're right on spot with him being unlocked. Uh, there is such thing as a, a mental stress being lifted off of him. Let's go to therapy. He's, he's, he's balling. He, he's tell balling. He's balling. Tell me what you see, sports psychologist. Tell me what you see. <laughs> but let's, I'll tell you what I see with these these next uh, duos that we conveniently left off. One I mentioned before, which was Steph and Clay. They didn't make the lists. We don't have Luke and Kyrie on there, Kawhi and PG, Ant and Cat, Randall and Brunson. Now, there's a couple on there, which it makes sense why we don't have them on there, right? Kyrie's been injured. So for me, it doesn't make sense for us to really put him on there. He's been injured. He hasn't been in the lineup consistently enough for us to even say that, you know, that's a duo with him and Luca. Now, the Kawhi and PG is an interesting one. But for me, I know that I didn't. As big of a PG and Kawhi fan that I am, and I've been watching the Clippers heavy lately, they just had a nine-game losing streak, uh, winning streak. They lost against OKC. I don't think that it's a Kawhi PG anymore with the injection of James Harden. I think the dynamics have changed and have shifted. So we really have to kind of pay attention and see 
what that experiment develops into, similar to what you're waiting on to see if Maxi can sustain and be that, that true second fiddle to Joel Embiid. We need to see what this Clipper experiment really looks like because some games it is Kawhi and PG going back and forth. Other games it's Kawhi and Harden going back and forth. So we really have to kind of look at that and, and see what that turns into. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Who really believes in Ant and Cat? I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say do, number do, one do in we the buy West, it. Number one in do, the do West. Do we buy it? It's number no, one listen, in the man, West. The magic, the magic were number two in the West. Where are they at right now? Yo, I'm just saying, man. They'll come even if you're looking at it as that, a snapshot. I think even as a snapshot, that's not the actual duo. I think it's it's a true team effort for them, right? Driven by Ant. Cat, yes, great piece, but not the true one-two punch. You know what I mean? Everybody else... He, he, you know that somebody, if they win, somebody's gonna step up. Twenty-two yes. and nine. Twenty-two and nine for for Cat. I, 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 I think they are a duo. I think they're a duo. I just don't think they're top five duo. That's, I don't that's think that's just where I'm at. So, like. so when I look, oh, yeah, I see what you're saying, but I because I think at the end of the day, in the back of their minds, and this is gonna be very much like what we what we dealt what we have been dealing with as a you know, Chicago. There's no clear leader at this point. There's some unspoken stuff, but until they figure out who's the number one, Cat still believes he's number one. Ant is number one. You know what I mean? So when you have something like that, are you having a true duo that's going to give you that one-two punch? Because at some point, somebody's not going to be happy and it's going to fall apart. And then you start to see that they're going to take from each other's game. So you don't think that so, the key to their success this season is Cat knowing that he's not the number one and being free of the burden of being the franchise player for that team? Because no, that's I what think I, think. I think. I think I think Cash still thinks he's... Maybe that might be changing, but I think he still thinks he it's, it, he's the guy. He may not be getting lauded like that. I think, I think a real number one walked in the door and Cat and, and had no choice <laughs> but to figure it out. Facts. I think that's what happened, but also, too... I think we have to understand that it's just the first quarter of the season, right? Mm -hmm. And if we're honest, out of all the teams in the West, they're the ones that have had the least amount of change. They're the ones that have been most solid. And if we're looking at the West standings and we're looking at the teams that are at the tops, it's the teams that have had the most cohesions, the less, least amount of change. So yeah. I think that they're benefiting off of Cat knowing his place, but also off the fact that they didn't have too many roster change-ups. It was everything was going as usual for them. So I do agree with you, Ev, but I also think they're benefiting off the first quarter of the season. I think they're going to come back down to earth. I think they are a duo. I think they're a good duo. They're top five. I don't see it. But Lou, you actually brought up a great point. What is a duo? Because we do have these teams out there, these outliers, right? Where we have a clear number one, right? And when I think of teams like that, I think of Ja, right? Ja Morant. And he came back. Ev, you got to have your moment, Ev. Shout out that to boy, Ja boy. came Listen, back, man. man. Come on, Ev. Ja, mother effing Morant. Okay. Go ahead, man. Go ahead, Ev. You know. You have a Ja moment right now. Ja thank moment, you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate Yo. it. You know, in the last. Don't be surprised if MVP months, talk come around if he keep doing this. Nah, they, listen, they, they don't, they don't want to give my boy that much shine. But, you know, in the past eight months, man, a lot, a lot of these guards kind of perked up and, and folks are so quick to crown, you know, the next new great guard out there. I'm looking at you, Tyrese Halliburton. Um, 
I'm looking. Listen, you Ooh. know, and, and you know, I, I love De'Aaron Fox, but I'm looking at you, De'Aaron Fox. Ooh. You know, I'm a Knicks huh. fan. Now. I'm a lead. I'm a lead. JB alone. All right, but but I'm but saying, huh, I'm looking at too. you, yeah. Shea Gildress Ooh. Alexander. Okay, hey, there's a you lot of, there's a lot of folks, there's a lot of folks out there. Ooh. Okay, that they want to make you know top guard and whatnot. But I just want to say that my boy Demetrius Morant, all right, showed back up on December 19th, all right, and said, listen, Mm. I'm still here and I'm still him. And that's all I got to say, okay? Like my boy said, we kept receipts. I have nothing else to say. Listen, man. (laughs) Look at Ev Chettle in his, oh, I'm not going to say his name, bro. We're not giving him no shine for you. Yeah, listen. One thing I will say, bro, (laughs) Illest cash phrase of the season. Call 12. Call Get 12, out of here, baby. yo. Get out of here, son. Ooh. That's the illest cash phrase of the season yet. I it, dare anybody to top that, son. Oh, Put that on every t-shirt and billboard in Memphis. Call the, 12, son. What? Oh, you know how many man. levels that works on, yo? Oh, nah. He won. Like, that's you a... You know he, how many levels. Oh, yeah. Come on. You Play know when Jay-Z them. drops like a triple entendre? Absolutely. Yeah. When Eminem drops a triple entendre, you're just like, did anybody hear this? This works on 17 levels? That call 12, son? You imagine, yo, we're ballers. You got the ball in your hand. You know what I'm saying? Call 12, ISO. You feel me? This dude is, I'm doing this dude, hey, you need to call 12, the cops. Yo, like this, it's so hard, bro. That that's yeah. that's what I got out of that game. Not that he made the game winning shot and he's back. Nah, call twelve, sir. My G, Yo, the I'm script couldn't have been written uh, better. The script could have been written better because Damn. yo, Adam Silver is really sitting pretty right now. I gotta give it to my boy. Yo. <laughs> he he he's, he's really back. He batting like nine hundred fifty right now, man. It may it may not be a thousand, but he close. I was crazy about that game. New Orleans has been Memphis's kryptonite since Josh and Zion came into the league, all right? And when you see them down 24 points on a season that was already going nowhere, they could have mm-hmm. packed it up right then at halftime, and it could have I know been I did. Time. I stopped watching for a now, second. Listen, you know what's funny? I was, putting my, I was putting my son to sleep. I didn't make it to the game until halftime. So I saw all the good parts. I saw all the good parts. Right? <laughs> so, so I say that to say, uh, and, and we're gonna get back to to the topic. But nah, I, man, fact, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say for you. I, I'm, 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 I had a lot of you not serious right now. Well, no, listen, <laughs> listen, listen, absolutely. absolutely. I was like, yeah, not but serious. That's a game that can literally not not just Ja coming back, but Ja coming change back and then you have a season. Exactly. It could change your entire season, bro. They five games back from the play-in in the West. And the thing, the crazy thing about the West is that there's some good teams that are that are sitting there. You got the you got the Warriors, you got the Lakers, you got the Suns, I think, right now. And all now, in all mm-hmm. in the play-in. Mm-hmm. All in the play-in. Yep. But listen, man. When they, when they start playing that whoop that trick in the fourth quarter, all right? Y'all going to know what there time you it go. is. That's all there you go. Call That's 12. All 12. All right? But to, your, but to your point, but to your point, to your That's point. Oh. The reason the reason we bring up Ja and, <laughs> and bar, you're talking son. about, it is, man. You're talking about excellent players and, and excellent players when it's not clear who, you know, 
who who's the clear duo? Bain having a career year, you know, Jaron Jackson, you know, still still playing strong. So you've kind of got like a big three there. But you know, you know, Jaws the Eddie Kane of the group. That's cool. That's cool. Um, you talk about a team like OKC. Shea Gilly, he balling. He's balling, you know. But who who's the number two? You know, is Chet Holmgren gonna grow into that fulcrum? Um, yeah. You know, y'all don't want to give him. Y'all don't want to give him was, the It's not gonna. I'm about to say, Giddy was balling. I mean, that last Giddy season. was. Giddy was so not, not, not even that. Stop. Giddy, just, Giddy was. Stop. They were looking at Giddy to be that number two since last season. You so don't want to give Giddy no credit, bro. It's gonna be no. Gonna be the Chet expectation Holmgren this year or Jalen Williams. They need to trade Josh Giddy <laughs> while they have a chance. They That's need to trade Josh Giddy now. That's interesting. You bring that up. Remember that. Hold that thought. I will. Hold I will. that. Hold that thought. But uh, a couple others, like um, you look, you look at Cleveland, right? And they're in a different situation. You know, Donovan Mitchell was the best player on that team, but long term, you know, with all the all the chirping going on around him, do they need to just prioritize focusing on? Garland and Mobley as their duo and using Mitchell to build the pieces around them that that make that duo work the best. You know, so that's just a couple of the examples of teams where you're looking at it and it's like, okay, who is our duo long term that's going to be our foundation for the success that we hope for? Yeah, 100%. It's it's interesting, like I said, every team every that we have on this list has their own little kind of story behind this duo or said duo. And some of these duos really have three or four players that are interchanging into this into this what we call duo kind of list. So it's it's interesting to watch. I for one am still intrigued with this Joel Maxi situation. I just it's funny how James Harden leaving unlocked so many things does that, that's that's what intrigues me for it, it it's it's funny how it, um somebody's style of play can really have a chokehold yeah, on so many aspects of of, of the sure. game and it's just why even though the sixers did have success last year um granted not where they wanted to be but nonetheless success so i am i for one am just just yeah, yeah, it's wild. But let's move on to our next segment, guys. So we are talking about the other half of the league. So we talked about teams that are clear with duos or, or players that are interchanging in this duo. But there are some other teams that, y'all, they need some help. They need to call 12. I'm sorry. Man, that thing is wild. <laughs> There's some teams that just need help, right? One that comes to mind is my team, of course, the Portland Trailblazers. Where we we got to win on the Warriors, and then we lost by one point to the Wizards, man. Anyway, that was wild. Um, I thought y'all had that, yeah, bro. You went for forty-one. What more do you want from the man? Uh, um, yeah, I was like, what, what more do you want from the man? But well, Sharp is injured. Uh, okay. Brogdon's injured as well, playing hurt, et cetera. Well, yeah. go ahead, Ed, my bad. Well, no, you you answered part of the question because that's where I was gonna go. Uh, with with a team like Portland and some of these other teams that we're going to mention here, who is their duo? Who who is it that you say we're definitively building around? Right, and I think every team has a different story. For Portland, I'm going to be honest. I don't think we've yet figured that out at all. Now, granted, you see how shaded popped in. Exactly what what people 
traditionally you're thinking is is Simons, right? It has to be Simons. He had a breakout season last year. He's still balling right now, and he's kind of the forefront. But we had Shaden Sharp. He's playing well. Brogdon has played well for us as well, too, with his veteran leadership, and he can score. So he's doing that as well, too. And quietly, Grant. Dominating. A couple 30-point. Oh, sorry, my bad. No, 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 no. Um, Grant, he'll drop 30 on you multiple times this year. I think he's had the most 30-point games in the Portland uh, this season. So you can't deny him as well either, even though they're not going to make him a true number one. He's, he's going to be three at best, right? So it, it's different. We don't have that clear. We are yet, we're still in that stage where we have to groom that number one. The front runner for us is definitely Anthony Simons. But I'm also wondering about these players where, like, they do have that number one. I think of the Pacers, right? Halliburton's that true number one. What are you going to do there? I think about Lou's situation, the Bulls. You got two number ones there. Like, who's number one? Who's number two? Like, I think the writing's on the wall here. <laughs> Now it's Kobe White. Okay, my look. Bad. Are we talk? Are, are we going to talk about it? Because we can talk about it. No, I, I want to. I honestly, I, no, no. So this, okay. this isn't jokes. You see, you move a guy out, right? Not move okay, out. So, he gets hurt, and now everything starts to really fall into so, place. So here's interesting, right? So the Maxi situation is is very similar, right? However, however, when it when we didn't have the Rosen, you know what I mean, like we did see this already. You know what I mean? Even him coming in as a rookie. Like, so I'm not surprised at the fact that now he's able to come into this role, um, especially then, you know, I think he's also benefited off the times that Caruso has been injured, him coming in to really just come in and be the number one guard for us. And also Kobe scoring White away. or Kobe White. You're talking Kobe White. Okay, continue. Yeah. continue. So he can, what's the call? And, and, he, and he, could, he could shoot the rock. You know what I mean? From all, but now he's our defensive liability for us. On occasion, right? Yeah, so we have to think you know that mean? side of the ball. Well, I mean, he's a defensive liability for us. So that's why you, you know what I mean? You 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 have to when you when you're looking at lineups, right? You're looking at strategies, like okay, we're gonna we want a little bit more boost on offense. Where are we gonna supplement our defense? What is gonna be our defensive scheme? Excuse me, so on and so forth. So, I mean, it's great. I trust me, I love seeing Kobe White doing what he's doing now, man. In the last 10 games, I mean, he's what? Uh, I think, let me see. I have my, my nose, man, man. He's 25-7-6 over the last 10 games. I love it. You know what I mean? I think Kobe would be doing it. Uh, you know, you can insert Levine. Uh, obviously, Levine is more of a perimeter player than DeRozan is. So, I mean, that that all, that dynamic also plays in, a role in it. But, I, I mean, I'm loving what I'm seeing with, with, with Kobe White right now. Um, I are mean... We, are we surprised at the lack of tension and here's what between the Rosen and Levine. So typically, traditionally speaking, this is me coming from the therapist social aspect of it. Typically speaking, when we see a situation where we have too many number ones, there eventually becomes tension between these two number ones. Unless Chicago's PR does a great job of keeping things on the wraps. Lou, you follow the team closer than anybody here. So you would know better than us. Are we surprised that we haven't seen any jabs taking at each other between DeRozan and Durant? So what why is that the case? Here's my theory. Okay, good. Here's my theory. Uh-huh. Or here's a theory. It's not mine. Here's a yeah. theory. Are they not really number ones? Okay. So there's a couple of things, right? So I was gonna mention that's one thing I was gonna say, right? I think the experiment of these two guys. 
they're they're high level number twos. It's like a JB situation, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown would be a number one on another team, but he's not a one A guy. He's not a Tatum level number one. He's one B guy. He's able to really truly for it's a Scottie Pippen situation. These guys that yeah they can lead any team for sure. They could be the number one on any team, but what level of success are you going to get with that? Uh, I think there is uh, so for one, and I think we've seen that in DeRozan's career, right, where he's bounced from, uh, and a little bit from Levine's career, right, from Minnesota to here. I think also the lack of attention is just because I think it just isn't personal between the two of them, you know. And also, I mean, to be honest, DeRozan isn't, he also isn't out the woods, right? Him, Caruso, these guys could still, because we're still fairly early in the game, right? We're just getting into December. So, yeah, we're still in the first quarter. Yeah, so we're, we're coming out early. the first quarter of the season. Yeah, yeah, we move it like, yeah, we solid first start of the season, right? So, like, we don't know. I mean, there's, there's so much that could still be happening in terms of moving personnel. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I know we're I know we're on the back end, poking on product, seeing what interest there is. Philadelphia, LA have emerged as kind of front runners now. Um in, Stop in telling that lies, <laughs> in, 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 in the rumor mill. Philly don't want no parts out. There, there is no market. There is no market. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, Pacers. But Pacers. so so but again, what does the package look like? So I think that we're yeah. it's still very very early. We'll see what happens when we come back top of the year. Um, but yeah, I that think just, of, there's no issue between them two because yeah, I think it's it's not personal. It's just a matter of I find that that I feel like the presence of no issues is an issue. Is the issue? There's no true number one. I'm just saying that that's no you know, no. If we're, I agree. If we're going. If we're going by that generalization, which I don't necessarily subscribe to, but it's just telling, right? It's telling. We all know we we play this game. There's certain characteristics that come, right, with leading a team, and everybody leads it differently, right? But it's just telling to me that those two have not come to heads, and it makes me wonder who, in fact, is leading the team. But like Lou has mentioned, one steps out, there's a clear definition. There's a clear style of play. We're all going in one direction. It comes in seamlessly. So I think it's a interesting issue, not issue, but it's an interesting situation that's going on there in in um, in Chicago. Uh, and more to come. I do think a move is going to be made. One last piece that I will say is because I know you were singing his praises about Vooch. Vooch, I know Vooch was supposed to be brought in as a second option guy. He's our third option. To be honest, I mean he's doing great stuff. But but who was giving... he supposed to be second to though? I thought he was always brought in as a third. I think he was. I think well, initially. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah, you I, bring I, the three I, of them in. I don't think any of talking about before DeRozan. Third option. Yeah, I think you're looking at Vooch to be like a a, a a second option, but it just wasn't sustainable. Um, especially with you know, I mean he's he's not a true center. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, he's still putting up solid numbers in the last 10. He's averaging 18 and 11. Yeah, no, 18 and 11. You know what I mean? And Patrick Williams has stepped Patrick up. Williams I just looking better. Yeah, yeah he's here. Maybe 14. I think he's giving us 14 and 5, 14 and 6. I think it's so, an addition. It's addition by subtraction, man. I think I that's think all it slide, is, right? Yeah. You slide a Levine out. There's there's more room for your role players to to expand. Yeah. A lot more um, ball to go around. Exactly. You, know, you can exactly. run some different plays. I mean, it just is what it is, right? Um, and we'll see again how this pans out. What I do think it it gives us, I mean, we're seven and three in the last ten. It looks great for us. 
Yeah, but yeah, I think that guys are, you guys are winning. Tenth yeah. place as of the day. Yeah. So you know we'll we'll see because at the end of the day, you know, is it, when it comes down to longevity of the season, and then when you're looking at okay, in a seven game series, when you got to play a half court game, you know what I mean, like what can you actually do? And I think you know that's unfortunately where one of our our disadvantages. Patrick Williams is stepping into being the guy that we hope that he would be. Uh, but you know, I, I, unfortunately, I, we're still a bottom tier team. So we're to to really be competitive, we're gonna need to make some major moves. We'll see how it goes, though. I'm, I mean, I'm happy, but I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, it's just an interesting, it's just an interesting dynamic to me. I always sit back and wonder: Does this team have too many number ones or too many number twos? You know, like it's just it's just interesting. It's it's interesting to me. You know, as a team that doesn't have anything, you know, I, I just find that you know, great. Our numbers Ooh. in Chicago are gonna go through the roof this week. Mm. Listen, man, we out here. Mm. We out here. I wanna we know who the number one in the Knicks is. Oh, uh, listen. It's uh Ugh. No, no, not uh, not uh don't do us like that. Uh, <laughs> I mean I'm gonna say let me know when I can come back and frame. I'm going to say it's Brunson, but Randall, Randall I mean, they're 1A, they're 1A, 1B. And don't sleep on us now. I mean, we playing great. You know, we, yeah, we, we, we six or four in our last 10. We had a, we had a tough road trip. Uh, you said Brunson? We handled our business there. It's 1A, 1B. Honestly, honestly, I think it's Randall. I do think it's Randall. Uh, Randall, at, when he's playing at his best, he, what do you think it should be, Ev? Do you I think, think it should, should be Randall. Be? I think the best. Josh, I think Josh the best. Hart. Really, Josh Hart. The Josh best version of Randall. Yes, Josh Hart. Josh Hart. Josh Hart. Randall. <laughs> listen, Randall's the multi-time All Star. Randall's the All NBA player. Randall, at his best, when he's playing at his most disciplined, he gives you inside and outside scoring. He moves the ball. He rebounds well. When he's not ball stopping, we're at our most successful. You mean, you mean when he's not interviewing people? Because you know you look like funny Marco. <laughs> you know, you know, hold on, hold on. Hans isn't going to remember this, but he looks exactly like a friend I had in Warner Robins um, that, that I used to play ball with all the time to the point that I'm not sure that it's not him. I'm being honest with you. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure that they're not like older, younger brother or twins or something. But did he and, play with us that time I was on base? Yeah, that's how you came out. Yeah, he played with us. Yeah, yeah. Um, is I, it? I, I is it? Uh, his name out, but is it? Is it Aaron Judge and um, Aaron Judge and Aaron Gordon? It's it's something like that. <laughs> it is something like that. Yes. But but to my point, Randall, and Kurt Franklin. The, the thing I like about Randall is is Randall will go toe to toe with a Giannis and, and and think he's the better player in, in that equation. You Fearless. see him, he'll go bully ball with Anthony Davis and, and say, I'm the best player on here with, with AD and LeBron. And so it's, it's that menta- mentality uh, that, that Randall has that when he's, when he's on, listen, man, he, he gives buckets, right? We just have to keep him out of stopping the ball on offense 
and from getting frustrated and not hustling on defense. Um, I'll say this real quick since listen, we had we had seven minutes on the Bulls. I get six minutes on the Knicks. It's only fair. No, take I, your time. I'll say this. I'll say this. You guys um, are winning, so you know. Yeah, you know, we yeah. unlike unlike I post, me. I posted Go this, ahead. I posted this on and read it a couple weeks ago. And and you know, some 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 of my Knicks fans, they they try to kill me for it. But it's not looking as bad as what I said. So Mitchell Robinson got hurt two weeks ago, right? And I said this could potentially mm-hmm. be addition by subtraction. Mitch was off the kind of the best season that he's had so far, right? But he bogs down the paint. Um, where him and Randall on the court, they both have a they they both can get into that lackadaisical hustling on hustling back in transition. Um removing him, well. Not removing him. He has to be gone for, you know, we got about six weeks left in that uh, from him coming back from injury. But would the team be quicker? Would the team, would the pace pick up some? And I'm seeing that um, over over these last few games. The Villanova Knicks have been playing well. You know, that's 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 our boy White Dante, <laughs> you know, and, and Josh. Oh, yeah, Hart man, White Dante, in. man. Absolutely. So, so you know, we're finding out, we're finding our cohesion as a team. Tibbs is always going to bring the defense. We're still top five defensively. Um, we're we're top five in, in three point percentage. Um, we just got to get our free throw percentage up, and we've got to shoot more. And you know, we'll get that'll get us into the second half and overall uh, offensive efficiency. But I like what I'm saying. I do. I, I like the effort and cohesion that we bring as a team. I like Randall and Brunson. Uh, together as a, as a duo, they were in my top ten uh, in in duos, and you know, we'll see we'll see where it gets this come playoff but, time. But I think you hit the nail on the head in the sense of if you read in between the lines, yes, Randall is your number one option, but has to be managed. So there's a difference when you play the game, right? There's a difference between being the number one option versus being the one to initiate the offense. So the number one option doesn't always have to initiate the offense, right? And I think Randall has come to terms with that, coupled with the fact that, like you said, coupled with the fact that Mitchell is injured, so he's no longer there getting into driving lanes for Brunson and everything of that nature. But you, you, you basically took it. You have to manage that with him because he'll get in his, I'm that bully mode and he'll try to steamroll you he's a workhorse he's a workhorse and that doesn't always work well for every game some games yes you can workhorse and bully the the team but other times you have to have that finesse about you you have to be a little more creative and that's where Brunson comes in and he excels that's why I question who's really the number one I think that Brunson does better at pacing the game and setting up Randall and, and and managing that. But how long can Randall be managed? That's really the question for you guys. How long can he be contained? How long can he buy into Brunson starting and initiating the offense? What happens one day where he feels like he's got it going on and he can bully this guy and Brunson feels like, no, let's kind of go that way. You know, what happens there? It's something that has to be managed. But you guys are doing a good job of, of it right now. I question... Is there anybody equipped on the Knicks to manage that? Is that mm. going to be Tibbs? 
it comes down to Brunson. He he has a solid uh of course he has a defensive pedigree, um, but we need an offensive coordinator. Um, but I mean our offense hasn't been terrible this year. So I mean I I, yeah. I say that, but it's not, you know, it, it's not entirely fair to say that. Um, but I still say we need an offensive coordinator. Yeah, that duo is <laughs> I mean, they are they offensive coordinators now in basketball. So, oh yeah, they, they have yeah. offensive coaches. They just yeah. they don't call them that, but that's what they do. I seen a joke the other day where they were calling them coordinators. When here I go, but oh, uh, the Durandal Brunson thing. It, it reminds me. It's reminiscent of for me in terms of how you're describing it, Hansi. How you're talking about you know, it, even though I don't think this example had a player that necessarily had to be managed, but with Chris Paul and and, and Blake Griffin, right? You know, who's the number one on that team? Right. I think it's a similar type of situation, right? You have a, a, a true floor general who's like, okay, this is how we're, I'm going to help us run this. Right. Um, and then the guy who's supposed to you know, be the option for number one, number one option. And I think that so long that they are locked into that, that idea, that process, that system, I think it, it plays to both of their strengths. Uh, and then you just put the other pieces around it. No, 100%. I, I love that example because there were times during, especially during the, that Clipper era, right, where you see that Blake clearly wanted to initiate the offense in the post, right, because he also has a skill set to pass from the post as well, too, which is fairly underrated on his. I know people want to laud him as a dunker, but he was a great passer as well, too. Thanks. But he can initiate the offense from the low post, and he would often want to do that. But Chris Paul also he's great at initiating the offense and moving the ball and cutting and getting into the seam. So no, I think that's a great example and just managing that. Right. And and figuring and picking your spots. You know what? I just don't, don't know how the Knicks are going to continue to do that. Right. What happens when Mitchell Robinson gets back, you know, so he was more athletic. He could be DeAndre Jordan. (laughs) So So what's funny about the things that you just said, but that both of you just said is that Randall at his best, is comparable to me in play style to that version of Blake Griffin, not the above yeah. the rim part of it, yeah. but that that yeah. when he was when he was at his most complete with both uh, getting into the hole, distributing the ball, that version of Blake, yeah, and that jump uh, shot, yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, Randall, Randall, Randall at his at his best is very comparable to that version, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yo, we just had some synergy. Oh, you heard hard. that, man, right? That was hard. That was hard. Okay, I'm stop over here. We're running in the floor, man. Call 12, man. It's probably call, call 12. 12 out here, man. Call 12, Yo, man. I'm just going to find every opportunity that he can. Bro, if you should, listen, man, you should. Ev, 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 you know our relationship. You like a player, I find the holes and I poke the holes in that player and make it hard for you. But I, bro, after what I saw there, bro, the bar that he just gave me, bro. So, Listen, man. So, so you got you leading mean, the bandwagon. You in the front. You in the front seat. Does that mean I, I don't have to hear any more Darius Garland is better than John Morant foolishness? No, 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 no. Listen, listen. If he that. had the athleticism, I stand by that. Okay, but that that twelve bar, yeah, man. You gotta hear nothing, man. That twelve bar, he gave me a <laughs> bar, bro. Wait, hold on. You said you said you said if he was as athletic, he'd be better than John. Yeah, I stand by it. We don't have to go down that path. I guarantee it. Where's that Denzel <laughs> quote? Exactly. Blue magic, baby. <laughs> but he's not. It's athletics. 
Paul 12 out here sending these streets, y'all. Hans is just ready. He's going to have random moments. He's going to wake up in the middle of the night. Call 12, son. Call 12. I'm just saying. I just see it. I just see it. Any inconvenience we have. Hey, y'all, man. Man, the parking lot is full. We're going to have to go to the new deck. Call 12. (laughs) Call 12. Last thing I'll say about this, guys, and I know we have to sign off. We're running low on, on, on time. Kenny to Jet Smith. I'll give him credit to that with his Beijing beard that he's doing right now. He pointed out half half beard. Half beard. He pointed out that oftentimes when you have a great player, they're the ones that can turn on the light for you. He says, great players don't lose that drive. Great players. And he made that distinction. Great players don't lose that competitive edge. Great players don't lose that drive. And they're often the one that has to lead the team through the darkness or shine that light. And what I saw the other night was Ja turning on that light for Memphis. You know how we talk about Sacramento lighting those beams? Memphis is lit. Ultra light They call in 12. <laughs> they call in 12. Call Yo, in 12. whoop that trick. I, I can't change you. that trick. Hans, whoop I did have trick. one question for you, though. All right, we got one minute. Go ahead. It's both of y'all. You know what? We're going to do what we can in the 60. Y'all brought up Lori. I am very curious. Lori Morgan yeah. in the chat? He was on in the list. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but okay. it, I was like, no, 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 but it was no, it was also in the chat. Now, no, we're not talking about Lori Harvey. We're talking about that bum ass <laughs> Lori Marketing. Call twelve. Yeah. Any thoughts on where he goes next? On the spot, OKC has the assets to make a move. Ooh. They've got they've um, got enough extra picks that they could waste picks to get a guy like him. Not not even just picks, not even just picks. But I'm always and, and, and Josh Giddy, and Bert and Bertans. Trade Bertans. Jeff. I understand. <laughs> But Bertans, I understand. Giddy. Yeah, Bert- I, I can see that as far as like making trades happen, the team that needs him, Pacers. Halley needs help. Halley needs help. So what so you I give up you, you give up Miles Turner or you give up Mathurin? You give up Miles Turner or you give up Buddy. Um, but I just don't know how many picks they have. Uh the yeah. contract situation is still going I'm curious. on the Pacers. I, yeah. But you you need help. I say no, you give not, up, you give up Turner, you give up Buddy. And you pick up a low rent uh, big guy from waivers or anything like that. Just somebody to help you protect the rim. You'll get your scoring from Halley. You'll get your scoring from marketing, and and just go from there. Yeah, that's they get a guy like we got, like when we picked up Drummond, right? Like we when we picked up Drummond, mm-hmm. something in, like that. In, in ten seconds, let's be honest. The Jazz need to keep Larry, trade for Tyler Hero, and trade for <laughs> Austin Reeves. I love the fact Utah, that you're doing this do on this just, particular episode. Just do it, Utah. <laughs> just do it. Like, and, come and on. And on that note, guys, thank you, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. If this episode thank never you. comes out, you know why. Right. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. As always, check out our YouTube. We have the OT segment. That's where we just have additional conversation that did not make the final cut. So switch over to our YouTube OT segment to listen to more content. Thank you for joining us. Have a happy holidays. We'll see you guys next time. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's, everybody. What can I say? Mamba out. Three on Three Podcast is hosted by Evan Butler-Sands, Luke Ferdinand, and yours truly, Hans Luidor. It is also produced by Christian Gonzalez. You can follow Three on Three on Twitter and Instagram at the Three on Three Podcast. If you'd like to email us, you can do so at the Three on Three Podcast at gmail.com.